0: Good morning, everybody. It's great to have you worshipping with us today, wherever you may be, in your lounge, on your kitchen table, um, maybe even in bed, snuggled up, uh, nice and warm. Um, But yeah, it's awesome that we can just come together no matter where we are, um, worshipping our Lord and Saviour all around the world. Um, What a great uh, privilege it is to have this service. Um, Even in this day when we can't meet together, we are still meeting together, and it's just so great. It's also great that we can still welcome new life into this world. And a couple in our church welcomed a beautiful baby girl on the 22nd of April, Darcy and Deanne Collins, woohoo, their first child, um, Addison, Nicole. So it's just great for them, um, great for the grandparents and the rest of the family to have that blessing of a new child. And we are awaiting eagerly the birth of another baby, hopefully by the time um, this all goes to air that, yeah, this baby is born. Um, and that'll be awesome. We just pray for a safe um, delivery too and everything will go well for them. Um, also, this week, Mops is on. Woohoo! I am a carer of Mops and I am missing those children dreadfully. But I'm sure you mums are just um, loving the contact that you do have through Zoom. Um, the content that is on there. And the time that you can just spend in chat with each other and I just um, continue to pray for those mums that do come in and be involved in that. Um, it's an awesome outreach and we're just so thankful. And for Beck, who and the team who put it all together, it's just so good. So tune in, Mops, want to know more, head to the Facebook page or the website and you'll find out about it there. Tonight we are starting an online movie night. Woohoo! So you can have your own coffee and popcorn and whatnot at home. Uh, We're going to be seeing The Chosen. And The Chosen is an eight-week series um, based around the Bible, but also with a bit of a creativeness to it. So maybe you're wondering what Peter was really like, or maybe Matthew. So the writers of this series is just adding a little bit more to the characters and who they are and how you may have thought they were. Um, having been to Israel, I you know, look at it and I, I've watched the first episode and you just look at the land and you see the landscape and you've got a picture in your mind. So maybe you have a picture in your mind perhaps of Peter. You, have, you know, you've heard about him, you've read about him. Maybe you want to know a bit more. This just helps a bit. Um, just have an open mind when you watch it. Um, it does teach a lot about Jesus and just his life. Um, but yeah, tune in tonight, 8 o'clock and from the chat, and then it starts at 8.15, and it should be great. It's a great way to get others involved and learn more about Jesus as well. It's so great, too, that we can continue to give back to our lord and savior for everything he's given this time is a hard time for many people Uh, a lot of you may have lost your job Um, you may be without work you may be cut back in work um, and just struggling in a way but we have been so blessed here in the way people are continuing to give back to god and it's just such an awesome thing to see Um, i was the administrator here i am no more but um, my heart of hearts is still for this church and to be able to to give to this church and support it um, so that they can be a support to others um, through missions, through the community, through helping in many, many ways. So to continue to give and we just say thank you again to you all for your continued giving. Just remember you can do it either online by direct deposit or you can... Um, If you prefer to just do cash, you can walk into the Commonwealth Bank and they will help you out there. Um, Otherwise, you could also, we now have a click on the chat where you can do it there. That's all set up for you to do it there as well. Easy to follow. Um, Just go along there. Just check it out. It should come up on the chat and all the details will be on the screen as well. Okay, just before we get into our worship time, I just want to read to you from Psalm 34, verses 1 to 10. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So let's just join together in worship now as we sing... These songs to God.
1: Good morning. It's so good to be with you today, wherever you are, for joining in with us. So good to be with you. You know God loves you, and uh, I don't know if you can hear the rain pouring down right now. If you can, uh, my apologies, but I really pray that this word will bless you today. We're going to continue this morning to look at the book of 2 Corinthians on our new series about being not afraid. In this time and season when so many people are afraid and anxious, and that was before the coronavirus even came. In this time, when there is so much fear, there is so much um, stirring within our society, we want to be people who are not afraid, that we stand for the glory of God, that we trust in His love for us, and that we be for His glory at this time. We're going to continue to look this morning... If you missed our our service last week, I encourage you to go back and listen to the message on YouTube and uh, hear all about what uh, Paul says to us in the book of 2 Corinthians in the first part of chapter 1. We talked about last week that how we all do suffer, we go through things, but God is our source of comfort. He is the source of every good thing and He loves us. And even though we go through trials, we go through challenges, God wants us to be for His glory. And even as we share about how God leads us through those times, and as we come out of those times, as we share openly with one another how God enables us and helps us, we can be for God's glory. We can be for other people's comfort. And I want to encourage you to be vulnerable, be open with people around you. Join a life group and... uh, Connect with people that you can share about how God is working in your life, what God has done for you in the past, and we can trust and know that God will do those things again. He will do even greater things than we imagine. And uh, if you want to connect with a life group, I encourage you to click on the link uh, on the Church Online platform. You can click and say, yep, uh, click that Connect button, and you can fill in that form and let us know who you are, where you're from. If you'd like to join in with one of our Zoom life groups at this time, please do that. And Paul encouraged us last week to, to pray for one another. And we want to pray right now. I want to pray together right now that God would move in our hearts, that God would bring encouragement, that he would, he would just stir something within us, that we would be filled with such hope and love for the world, that we would be the church that He desires for us to be at this time and in all times for God's glory. So let's pray together now. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for your amazing love for us. Jesus, that you came to the world that you created, that you went to the cross to die a death that we deserve to die. God, we thank you for your forgiveness through Jesus Christ. That Anyone who has faith in you, you have promised to forgive and give eternal life to each one of us who puts our trust in you. And God, I just pray today that you would just bring that comfort that you promised to every person listening to this message today. God, that you would fill us with peace, that you would fill us with the power of your spirit to to love the world as you have loved us. God, I just thank you for speaking to us, for just illuminating your word to us and bringing courage instead of fear, that you would bring hope instead of discouragement. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everyone who believed that and prayed that prayer with me, you just say amen. Amen. Let's read together this morning from 2 Corinthians, chapter 1 and verse 12. And this is what Paul says in verse 12. We can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and sincerity in all our dealings. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own human wisdom. That is how we have conducted ourselves before the world and especially towards you. Our letters have been straightforward, and there is nothing written between the lines, and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us, even if you don't understand us now. Then, on the day when the Lord Jesus returns, you will be proud of us, and in the same way, we are proud of you. Since I was so sure of your understanding and trust, I wanted to give you a double blessing by visiting you twice, first on my way to Macedonia, and then again when I return from Macedonia. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. You may be asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I have made my plans carelessly? Do you think I am like people of the world who say yes when I really mean no? As Surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one who, who Silas Timothy and I preach to you, and God's, as God, God's ultimate yes. He always does what He says. For all God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. It is God who enables us, along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us And He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first instalment that guarantees everything He has promised us. Now I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. The reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you from a severe rebuke. But that does not mean we want to dominate you by telling you how to put your faith into practice. We want to work together with you so you'll be full of joy, For It is by your own faith that you stand firm. So I decided that I would not bring you grief with another painful visit. For if I cause you grief, who will make me glad? Certainly not someone I have grieved. That is why I wrote to you as I did, so that when I do come, I won't be grieved by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy. Surely you all know that my joy comes from your being joyful." I wrote that letter in great anguish, with a troubled heart and many tears. I didn't want to grieve you, but I wanted to let you know how much love I have for you. I love the way Paul writes those first few verses in verse 12. He says, we can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have lived with a God-given holiness and sincerity in all our dealings. I want to be a person like that. I want to be a person who always loves, is always kind, is always generous, is always faithful, is always true to my word. I want to be that kind of person. And to be honest, as I read through these verses earlier in the week, I found myself almost at the point of tears, just thinking, God, I want to be that person. I know I'm not that person. God, I want to be more like that. I want to be more like you. God, you are always faithful, but God, I know that I struggle. I struggle to pe- be the person that I desire to be. And I think we all struggle at times to be the people that we desire to be. I wonder even in isolation, I think so many of us, we've, we've gone into isolation a, a number of weeks back, and we've sort of thought, okay, we're in isolation, so I'm going I'm to get this, this thing I've always been going to do, I'm going to get this job done. I wonder if you had a project that you thought, right, I'm going to be stuck at home. I'm going to finally get this thing done. Can you think of that thing that you've been going to do? And maybe you have done it, but there's maybe you just haven't found time to do it yet. And there's been some things that we have done. Well, actually, I should say Rochelle and the kids have done. They've, they've started a new veggie garden. I, I helped a little bit, but and I, I built some desks for the kids so they could do their schoolwork around the, the desks. To be honest, I think they spend more time around the kitchen table uh, working there because it's just easier. But... Um, I wonder what projects have you wanted to begin in your life that you've never quite got to doing. Sometimes we struggle to be the people we desire to be. Or maybe you've at times struggled and and you've reacted to things. You've done things that you wish you'd never done. Maybe you've said things to people that you wish you'd never said. You know, do you do you remember those days when we used to actually go to work instead of stay at home and and sit in our pyjamas and do Zoom meetings. Uh, do you remember those days when we used to actually catch up with someone for a coffee and we, we'd go somewhere together and not just call each other on the phone and, and have a coffee over the phone? Or those days when you used to actually go to school instead of just watching videos that your teachers have sent you or, or joining together online and you actually used to get together? It feels like forever ago in, in some ways. But uh, as, as beautiful as, as as it is to get together and to do life normally at the same time, I think there are, there are challenges when people get together when we get together it 's so easy to get uh, frustrated by each other it 's so easy to to say things to each other that we don 't that maybe we we don 't hear what people really mean or maybe we say things that we don 't quite mean or or we just do things that aren 't kind. We react to each other we do things we, we gossip we do things that we don 't want to do and uh Maybe you've done that in recent days. Maybe you've reacted. I want to be a person of integrity. I want to be a person who does what I says I'm going to do. And I, when I think about integrity, I think of a tube of toothpaste. You might be thinking, Andrew, what are you talking about? Well, you get a tube of toothpaste. you, you get it. You squeeze it on your toothbrush, and toothpaste comes out. You wouldn't be very happy if you bought a tube of toothpaste and you squeezed it onto your toothbrush and dirt came out of the toothpaste. You wouldn't be very happy if you squeezed the toothpaste and and soap came out of it or or any other thing other than toothpaste. I want to be a person of integrity that when I'm squeezed, what's inside of me is the same thing coming out of me that what what I'm portraying on the outside. I want to ask you today, when you're squeezed, what's coming out of you? What's coming out of you when you go through challenges? What comes out of you when you're going through challenges and trials in this life? I want to be loving. I want to be kind. I want to be generous. I want to be compassionate. But when I'm squeezed, when when things are getting difficult, what's coming out of me? What's coming out of you at this time? At this time when so many people are afraid, when so many people are uh, maybe getting frustrated with the way we have to do things, what's coming out of you? Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He says, Out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, what's inside of you is what comes out of you. If you're finding yourself doing things or saying things that you don't like, we need to ask ourselves, what's going, in, what's going on inside our heart? If we don't like the words we're speaking, if we don't like the person we've become, we need to ask ourselves, what is going on inside our heart? When we're hurt by others and we're afraid that they're getting away with it, we become bitter. When we're afraid that we won't have enough to get through, we won't have enough money, we won't have enough toilet paper, we'll begin to hoard and and we we lose our generosity, we lose our, our desire to be generous and we get stingy when we're afraid of not having enough. When we feel in our heart that no one accepts us or no one appreciates who we really are, we get judgmental, we get angry at other people when we feel like no one makes time for me, we get selfish and we lose our compassion for other people. What's going on inside of your heart today? It brings me to the the title of this message today. I believe it's that God wants us to be not afraid to love. God wants you to know his love. God wants you to know his His compassion. He He wants you to know that he is the, the source of all comfort. God wants you to know that He is the one who who gave His life upon the cross for your sin and my sin, that we would know His forgiveness, that we would know His acceptance, and that we would be not afraid to love because we know the love of God. We know He's he's our provider. We know that He's our strength. We know he's, He's our everything. And that even when people hurt us, even when people do things against us, we would be not afraid to love. You know, it takes vulnerability to love someone. When you give something to someone else, you can so easily be, be turned around and, and it can hurt you. When you open up your heart and, and give of yourself to someone else, it can, it can be painful sometimes. If that person rejects you, if that person rejects the thing that you're offering, if that person then does something against you, it can be painful. But God wants us to be not afraid to love. Even if people turn away from us, even if people reject us, God wants you to be not afraid to love. In verse 8, as we read last week, Paul says how he's been crushed, even to the point of believing he's going to die. But he says, I've put my trust in God. I learned to trust in Him. Even when people start to criticize Him, when they begin to accuse Him of things that He's never done, when they begin to challenge His authority to speak for God even though he's the one that that taught them the gospel about Jesus Christ. He says he's lived with holiness and sincerity, not depending on human wisdom, but Paul depends on God. God is his strength, and he's not afraid to love. Point number one this morning is that God wants us to depend on His love for us. God wants you to depend on His love for you and not on the things of this world. It's so easy for us to, to want people's approval, to want people to like us, to want people to, to, to say nice things about us. It's so easy to, to, to want to impress people and for people to speak well of us. We might even be depending on someone else's behavior for us to, to have peace or joy or whatever else it might be. If they, we say, if, if they just say sorry to me, then I'll forgive them. We might be saying, if, if they love me, I'll show kindness. If they stop doing this, then I'll do that. But God does not want us to depend on other people's actions, to depend on what other people might do that they may never do for us to have peace and hope and joy in, in life. God wants us to depend on His love for us. In verse 13, Paul says, Our letters have been straightforward. There's no hidden agenda. We want you to know the truth. And he says, And when Jesus comes again to judge the world, we will be proud of you. If you stand firm in Jesus, we'll be proud of you, that you have lived for His glory. You've, you've lived to, to please Him and not just please the world. And he says, And you will be proud of us. And then in verse 15, he goes on and says how, I wanted to come and visit you, but I couldn't. But it's not because I'm I'm unreliable. It's not because I'm I'm a liar. It's because I couldn't come. Don't think that I can't be trusted. God is faithful, and we want to be faithful as God is faithful. Let our yes mean yes and our no mean no. Point number two this morning is that God is a God of integrity. God always does what He says He will do. God doesn't waver between yes and no, Paul says. His promises are sure we don't have to wonder if God will do what He's promised to do. If He'll do what He says, He will do. All of God's promises are, are ours through faith in Jesus Christ. His yes means yes. He has said, yes, it is yours through Christ. Everything God has promised us through Jesus Christ, it is yours if you've put your faith in Him. Now, I just want to clarify that by saying, just because everything God has promised us is ours in through Christ. It's a yes in Christ. It doesn't mean everything we pray for is a yes in Christ. It doesn't mean you pray for a brand new red Ferrari and you get a brand new red Ferrari because all God's promises are yes. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean God please take away this, this pain and, and, and just do this for me and God will always say yes and do it the way you want Him to do it. It means that God is faithful to His Word. Everything that God has promised in the Bible, His Word, is true and it is accurate and it is, He is faithful to His Word. In other words, we need to know what God's Word says. We need to know and understand what God's, what God's Word is promising to us and then know that God is faithful to His promises. Is God faithful to forgive us? Absolutely. Will God give you eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Will He deliver you through every trial you go through? absolutely. You can stand firm with confidence, be strong and courageous, because God is faithful. Every promise of God's Word is yours through Jesus Christ. Every promise is yours through Jesus Christ. Paul goes on in verse 21. He says, it's God who enables us and who enables you to stand firm. It says, He has commissioned us, anointed us, appointed us, and identified us as His own. And He has placed His seal upon us by giving us His Holy Spirit as a guarantee of everything that He has promised. You know, after Jesus died on the cross, He rose again. As He spent time with the disciples, He said, Wait here in Jerusalem until the promised Holy Spirit comes upon you. Wait here, don't go away until you receive the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus ascended to the Father, and it says the disciples were, were gathered together. They were meeting in an upper room. They were meeting in one place together. We get the sense that they're, they're afraid. They're, they're hiding away. But then it says the Holy Spirit comes upon them. As we read in the book of Acts in chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes upon them in this amazing moment of time and, and they begin to speak in new tongues. They prophesy and, and they, they begin to boldly preach about the name of Jesus. These people had been afraid and discouraged and, and didn't quite know what to do next, suddenly have this great courage and boldness. They are not afraid to be for the glory of God, and they begin to declare everything that Jesus has told them to declare. They are not afraid. And as we read in uh, Acts chapter 2, as we looked at a couple of weeks ago, that they shared everything they had. They encourage each other, they, they break bread, and enjoy fellowship together. And it says, God worked amazing miracles and signs and wonders. And He added to their number daily those who were being saved. Point number three this morning, I want to encourage you to ask God to fill you. Ask God to fill you with His Holy Spirit. We cannot produce good works for God on our own. We cannot be the people God desires us to be in our own strength. We cannot do it. But God's Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us. It's His Spirit that enables us, who leads us and helps us be His people. God sent the Holy Spirit so that we can live the life He's called us to live. And I encourage you today, ask God to fill you. You may have been filled with His Spirit before. You may have known the filling of His Spirit before. But day by day, we need His filling of His Holy Spirit. We read in Acts chapter 11... Jesus tells a story about a man who, who had this evil spirit within him. And it says, even if that evil spirit goes away, it'll just come back again and fill that person again. It's, we, we cannot just try and be good people and, and kind of get rid of the evil and just try and be good people on our own. We need God to fill us. We need God to fill us with His power to live for His glory, that we could not be afraid and love one another. We need His Spirit to fill us and empower us to to live the life that He's called us to live. You know, in John John chapter 7, verse 37, Jesus says, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within. If you are feeling dry if you feel broken, if you feel like I just can't love that person anymore, they've hurt me too much, ask God to fill you. Ask Him to come and make you new. Ask God to come and take away the pain of that that thing that's happened in your life. Ask God to fill you with His Spirit. And He has promised that like streams of living water, it will bubble up and flow from within you that you can be empowered to love again. You can be empowered to live for God's glory. You may have been afraid in the past, but God wants to fill you with courage to speak out about the love of God, to be kind, to be compassionate, to be generous in a way that you may have never have thought you could be again. God has promised streams of living water to flow from within you. But I want to ask you today today, Will you ask Him to fill you? God's desire is to fill you, for you to be filled day by day by day, that you would be not afraid to love. We're going to have communion in just a moment, and we're going to remember the great sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. Jesus gave His life upon the cross. That is how much He loves you. He loves you. He accepts you as you are. He just says, come to me. Come to me. Anyone who confesses their sins, he is faithful and just and he will forgive you. He will not turn you away. If you come to him with your humility, if you come to him, he will fill you. This is how much he loved you. I encourage you in just a moment to go and and find a piece of bread. Maybe you've got a biscuit somewhere in the house, and you can just go and find that biscuit, find that piece of bread. And even as you hold that piece of bread, that biscuit, Jesus said, eat this biscuit, this bread, in remembrance of what I have done for you. And then he took a cup of wine, and he said, "This, drink this in remembrance of the blood that I have poured out for you. You know, Jesus did not spare even his own life but gave it up so that we could know Him. Not just so that we could be made new, not just so we could be be emptied out of the evil, that our sin could be washed away, but so He could fill you with His Holy Spirit, that He would empower you to live with courage and boldness and love in this life. I want to encourage you to go and find those things. and We're going to sing this song. I just want to encourage you to begin to pray and say, God, fill me again today. Fill me again with your Spirit. Maybe you've never confessed your sin to Jesus Christ before. Maybe you've never acknowledged what He's done for you. And wherever you are, wherever you're joining with us from today, right now, wherever you are, God will hear your prayer. If you will say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. God, I am afraid. Or maybe you just know you've been trying to do life in your own strength. You can say, God, I'm sorry. And He will hear your prayer. And if you ask him to fill you, I believe with all of my heart that he will fill you. I just want to encourage you to pray as we prepare our hearts now to take communion together. Thank you. Now on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came and filled the disciples, it says that they began to speak in, in different tongues. And the people said, What is going on here? And uh, sometimes people ask me, like, Andrew, what kind of church are you a part of? Are you one of those churches that kind of lift your hands in the air and, and people, people speak in funny languages and stuff? And, and I'm like, yeah, we, we, we believe in the Bible and we, we, we speak in tongues. We, we believe God's Word. And, and some people find that really bizarre. But, you know, as the Holy Spirit comes within you, as the Holy Spirit fills you, you know we, we can pray with our understanding, we can pray in English, we can begin to also pray in in tongues we can begin to pray with that new prayer language that God gives us, and you may you may not know what to pray for at this time, you may just be, just want to know god 's presence and his, his power in your life. I just want to pray, encourage you to, to ask God to fill you and to give you that that prayer language, just to begin to pray when you don 't know what to pray, and he 'll give you words that Maybe you don't understand with your your human intellect, but just to pray in the Spirit. Just to trust Him and be filled, to be encouraged. Paul talks about being built up as we pray in that Spirit, pray with the Spirit. I just want to encourage you to do that. Jesus gave His life on the cross so that you could know His love, that you could know Him, and that you would be filled with His Spirit to live this life for His glory. Right now, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for everything that you have done for us through the cross. God, I just pray today that we would have such an overwhelming sense of your love. That God, we would have such an awareness of your amazing forgiveness for us. That we would know that you are our source, that you are our strength and our provider. And God, even if we have been hurt in the past, even if even today we are struggling with issues of of unforgiveness of others, God, I just pray that by your Spirit, even as we take communion this morning, that you would set us free from those things. That we would be so aware of your love that we would not be afraid. That we would not be afraid, but we would just know your love and be people who spread your love wherever we go. We thank you, Jesus, for this time of remembering. Your amazing sacrifice for us. And this morning, as we eat and drink together, we celebrate your love. We declare your love. And Lord Jesus, we look forward to that day where we may meet you and be with you in eternity. Thank you, Lord. Let's eat and drink together, celebrating all that he has done for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We have such an amazing God who loves us so much. And I pray today that you have been encouraged. I pray that you are feeling built up and strengthened. But if today there is things going on in your life and you would love someone to pray with you, if you'd love to talk to someone some more, please contact us. You can click on the buttons beside me there on the Church Online platform and and just let us know you want some prayer. You can fill in a care card there online and and just get in touch with us so we can call you or, or talk to you some more. Let's not do life in isolation. Even though we're isolated physically, let's be connecting. Let's be encouraging one another all the more. I encourage you to, to share this message with your friends, your family. Uh, you can share it through Facebook or, or just send them an email and say, hey, have a listen to this message. You may f- be feeling discouraged, but God loves you and I love you and I, w- I want to encourage you with this message. Thank you so much again for joining us really want to encourage you again to join us tonight at eight o'clock if you can as we begin watching this series called the chosen it's about the life of jesus it's about the people and the, the characters that we read about in scripture and it's helping us understand what their lives may have been like it's it's not just a straight verse by verse account but it helps us understand the the emotions and the feelings and what may have been going on in their lives at that time encourage you to join us if you can share that uh share the link with your friends um Maybe there's others you know that have got questions about who Jesus is. And let's really be praying that through this, this, uh, this uh, series that people will understand who Jesus is for the very first time, that people will have a, a desire and a hunger grow to, to read the Word, to discover who Jesus is. If you can, please join us. And uh, wherever you are this week, wherever you are listening in today, just remember that God loves you and He is with you. God bless.